This episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud is brought to you by the Qantas Shopping Rewards Store. I'm Mia Friedman. I'm Jessie Stevens. I'm Holly Wainwright. And we are back with another bonus episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud where you get to ask the questions. So we get quite a lot of questions here through either our Out Louders Facebook group or our email. And we dropped one a few weeks ago where we pulled some Ask Me Anythings out of a jar and just went rogue. You know, bearing our souls to you guys, the Out Louders, we're doing it again. So we have a basket full of questions that you have asked. We're going to pull them out and we're going to answer them. Six questions. We're going to take turns. Are we ready? Yes. I'll go first. Susan wants to know, guys, how are you? Are you okay? Mia. So good. Well, I'm back in therapy. Not because there was any particular crisis, but I do. I, I feel like there are two kinds of um, therapy. There's the firefighting therapy where there's a fire and you need to put it out. And then there's the backburning therapy where there's no crisis, no fire, but you need to clear some of the shrubbery so that when summer comes or there's a lightning strike, things won't burn to the ground. So you're backburning. I'm back burning. I yeah. really want to go back and see someone, but I feel silly go- going and speaking to someone when there's not a crisis, which is ridiculous. But you know how there's just stuff that you know you should probably work on because mm-hmm. it's all going to fall down if you don't. But then, I don't know, I feel embarrassed if they're like, why are you here? And it's like, because there's bigger things I want to work on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, That's I keep okay. apologising to my therapist all the time. It's yeah. like, there are so many people who have it worse than me. But therapy's quite great because it's like, no, this is a safe space to talk about your shit. So yeah. you feel more okay from from being there? Oh, every week I dread it and every week I come out going, God, that was amazing. Oh, Jessie, you okay? I have had a very rough week because I lost my beautiful dog, Ted, uh, and the Outlouders group have been amazing because if anyone understands, it's the Outlouders. And it's our family dog who we had for 14 years and he was just the weirdest dog. He made no sense. No one else understood him, which just made him all the more loved. He, We keep thinking of memories of like when we had hot chocolate on the bench and Ted stole the whole tin and then he ate all the hot chocolate and it dried out his tongue and he was going, <laughs> I was like, I don't feel sorry for you. You ate all the hot chocolate. So when he ate a duckling? He ate a duckling in one mouthful like... That was quite shocking. I've been reading the tributes to Ted and I was laughing along till I got to the duckling. Then I was like, whoa. I was on the phone to someone going, oh, it's so cute. A duckling just walked into my back. Oh, my God. My dog just (laughs) ate it in one mouthful. That made me feel so much better when I told you that my dog Bella had eaten a possum. And you went, this one time, I was like, dogs don't do that. And you're like, this one time Ted ate a duckling. (laughs) So you're okay. You're coming to terms with it. Family bonding. Yes, I am. And it's, it's really nice sort of to know how many other people feel the same and it makes you feel not so stupid about feeling sad over a pet when again oh my god you know it's the people pet. i know but people have really sad things going on in your life and i was like oh white girl bloody problem a therapist wouldn't dog. say that to you a therapist yes. would be like we need to talk about this for 18 weeks <laughs> holly how are you are you okay look i'm okay there's always a lot going on in uh, in my life as there is with everybody but i'm you know i'm okay Mia. i started this week feeling very down about the political situation which we've talked about a lot this week and i I have to say that the Outlouders and you guys like just made me realise how dumb that was because everything's fine. Everyone has a different opinion. The world is no re- not really any different today than it was last week. And I, I know I feel very supported through yeah. my ridiculous little crises. Okay, what's next? Question two, speaking of support, have your partners, current or otherwise, ever not been supportive of your careers or struggled to come to terms with your passion and commitment? 
Jesse. 100%. All of them until now because he works for the same organisation. So that would be awkward if he was making fun <laughs> of me. I'd be like, oh, you're sort of doing the same thing. But yes, definitely. I think I, I remember um, seeing a guy for a while and I, I think – I was writing recaps at the time and he all he did was make fun of reality television and everyone who watched it. And I was like, this just really isn't working because you're not understanding the lens from mm. which most people... He was really sort of arrogant about it. You don't have to watch reality TV, but don't make fun of the 1.2 million people who do for a bit of escapism. Um, so I remember that being a real issue. And then um, another guy who I've spoken about before who used to say that he's never met a funny woman and that women can't be funny. And I kind of went, oh, I don't think like this is going to be a comfortable, safe space for me. So I think I'll go elsewhere. Well done. Yes. Uh, Yes, absolutely. I learnt a very valuable life lesson when I was 19 and I had my life sliding doors moment. I was um, in Manchester. I'd finished school. I was working in a pub. All I wanted to do was be a journalist. I was doing all this work experience at newspapers. I applied to get into this journalism college in London and the day, and I went down to London. Oh my God, the big smoke did the interview and everything. The day I got the letter that told me that I had got into that course is the day that changed my life. And I had a boyfriend at the time who I'd had for two years and I was madly in love with him and I more or less lived with him most of the time. He came home that day. I showed him the letter because before mobile phones, people, oh my God, I've got into the London College of Printing. I got into my course. Oh my God, beside myself. And he said, great he was like why would I be happy about that that just means you're leaving me and I was like whoa how long did it last after that not long I went to London I cried my eyes out saying goodbye to that guy but that was September that's when the um the term starts in England we'd broken up by Christmas and I did he was a great guy I loved him but that was such a valuable lesson if someone can't be happy for you and your success Move on down the road. Mm, yeah, watch, that's so true. Watch who isn't cheering when you win. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a boyfriend when I was probably 19 or 20 when I was just starting my career in magazines and sometimes when I'd come home and I'd be stressed, his answer was just, why don't you quit? Yeah. And he thought he was being really helpful by suggesting a solution to a problem because he had no ambition. But he couldn't understand that that wasn't, helpful to me. And then later on, I had a boyfriend in my early 20s who suggested to me all the time that I was only doing my job as a way to meet men. That was oh, the whole purpose of my career. Media media doesn't oh. seem the best way to do it. Well, I was Bachelor responsible for Bachelor of the Year at the time. But yeah, so that was some specific kind of bullshit right there. Uh, no, but the, the I think what's been a revelation for me since meeting my husband is how he has cheered me on mm. every step of the way. And, you know, there have been times when he could have been threatened by that. There have been times when he's always done other things, but he's always celebrated my success as if it was his own and – I hope that I've done the same to him. That's what you want in a partner. That yeah. is absolutely what you want. You absolutely do. Next question, Jesse. Have you girls ever thought about getting correspondence for certain issues? So, for example, a regular doctor when talking about health issues, a regular scientist when talking about scientific issues, a political reporter, etc. I love the way you tackle issues, but you also seem to have lots of parts where you struggle to have a deeper insight into certain issues because you don't have a deeper understanding. 
Good question. Mia, do you want to take that? Great question. Yeah. So this show was never really about experts. It was more, I suppose, the friends in your ears, what women are talking about. The idea is what it's like to catch up with girlfriends. So if you imagine going out and catching up with girlfriends, you don't really invite a guest speaker to come and talk to the group about climate change or about vaccinations or about pap smears. You just sort of talk about it and you don't pretend that you're experts and that's kind of I guess the the, the essence of Mamma Mia Out Loud and what it's always been. I agree. I think that there's a lot of shows that do that which is brilliant and I listen to them but it's not what this show is and I think as well that when you work in media it's also important that you have a bunch of research skills which we do have and we're not pretending like we've read every study that's ever come out on an issue but we do do our research and we ensure that we are informed when we have particular opinions, which is our job and which is what radio and television has done for a really long time. Last point on that very good question is that that is one of the reasons why the Quickie has been a very excellent addition to our podcast slate. Uh, We often say here, because I know that every now and again people will say, oh, I've heard about that topic on the Quickie. One of our filters that we kind of put our topics through is the idea that the Quickie tells you about things and makes you and fills you in on that and makes you feel armed with information. But Out Loud is the show that talks to you about how to feel about that, what to think about that, how to talk to people about it. And we want you guys to be part of the conversation. So that's one of the reasons why we don't and do that. And there are some cases when we do. So yeah. we've had two bonus episodes recently with political experts and we've obviously spoken on Australia Day when uh, there was an opportunity um, to, you know, speak to the voices that don't get enough of a platform and we spoke to First Australians. I think it's really important to do that when it's possible, so we do. Mother Mia out loud! Gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. We'll be back in a moment with some more questions, but first, a message from our sponsors today, Qantas Shopping Rewards. If you love shopping and you love Qantas points, you can shop the rewards store Super Sale and save on thousands of products from top brands. You can save up to 50 to 60% on a great range of tech, appliances, homewares, and more from leading brands, including Apple, Dyson, and others. Because... I don't know if you guys have got quite a few Qantas points hanging around. Sometimes you don't have the opportunity to go on a trip. You exactly. Might not have enough holidays or you might have commitments and you want to do something else like buy yourself a Dyson. I've spoken in the past <laughs> about how my partner's one and only hobby is Qantas points. He's now got me onto Qantas points, like literally since we have been sponsored by Qantas. And it is changing my life because every time I spend money, it's productive. You spend the money, you to get make the points, money. and then you buy them back to buy things exactly. in the Qantas Rewards shopping store. So it's only available when you use points or points plus pay using some of your points and your actual cash money at the Qantas Shopping Rewards store. And this offer must end on the 30th of June, 2019. Next question. It's a curly one. Jesse, how is your laser hair removal machine going? How are your pubes? Thank you for asking. So I spoke a little while ago about using a Philips, one of those at-home um, laser hair removal devices. I, I wonder if you could get that at the Qantas shopping oh, I bet store. you could. I bet you could. Um, and so I got one. And what it does is you've got to use it. How many times do you have to do laser? Like eight or something? I was going to borrow yours. Yeah, you can still borrow it. It's amazing. Um, but the thing is that you've got to do it over and over again. So I did it like six seven times or something like that it was amazing the hair wouldn't grow back for like a month but then I've got a little bit lazy so it sometimes grows back but not 
as much. Yeah. But if I start doing it again, it'll stop. So I think I've got lazy because um, it's not summer anymore. But I reckon, honestly, if I did it like every two weeks for two months or so, then it would be pretty much gone. And I did it on my underarms and um, my pubes and it was great. I think everyone should do it. I'm going to borrow that to do – actually, I've done my legs – I might do a little bit of bikini action. Can you yeah. share a laser machine? Is yes. that a hygienic situation? Yes. Did I put it in you? <laughs> no, you don't. And it's got little um, <laughs> devices. I don't know what your downstairs area looks We're like. Not oh. putting it inside our parts. <laughs> okay. That's Where did your hair grow? <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right um, along. Is there one topic you set out writing an article about with a strong opinion only to have your mind completely changed on further research or by your co-workers? Holly. You know, there is not one topic that that has happened on because it happens all the time. I have found, and this is one of the things that I think is so good about working with so many smart women and also just doing what we do, is that so many times my immediate reaction to a news story and I'll be like, oh, that makes me so, oh, I can't believe that. And then I talk about it with you guys or you start digging into it and I'm like, oh, I can see that there's another side. Like it's frustrating because I think that when I first started writing on the internet, you'd have this reactive uh, muscle to just be arguing with things in a kind of furious way. But as we all know, as you get older and more experienced and wiser and things, there are so many shades of grey in the world. Jesse, you're young. Do you see those shades of grey or do you have an opinion and then really hold it? No, I think that often... My first line and my last line aren't even coherent because I completely change my mind as I write something. So, And I think that's what good writing actually does is that it takes someone along with them and often it is in the middle that I'll change my mind and that I'll start off with a thesis and it, it changes as it goes. And there are things I was black and white about three years ago that I'm not now. There are things I was black and white about one week ago that I'm not now. I'm Mm. constantly changing my mind because I'm constantly reading and speaking to people. And I get a lot. I wrote a newsletter a little while ago. Can't quite remember what it was on. And I had someone reply really nicely, but disagreeing with one of my points. And I looked into what she said and she was absolutely correct. And so I went back and forth with this woman for like a week about this, this particular point. And that's happened all the time where I actually get into discussions with um, women or sometimes men about particular ideas and you have your mind changed because every topic we possibly write about, there are people in the world who know more than us. Of course. I love having my mind changed. I think that that's something that I take a lot of pride in, in a way, because listening, like reading is really important and also so is listening. So um, I find that this whole idea of if someone disagrees with me, they have to be silenced or censored or removed from my world that's tempting because it can be uncomfortable to be told something that you disagree with or learn something you disagree with. But I had that happen just this week. I wasn't on the podcast earlier in the week where you were talking about Emily Ratatowski who did the naked photo of herself to with a caption on Instagram um, saying about abortion rights. And I found that I started that segment sharing Jesse's view and I ended it, Holly, with your view. Uh, And I love it when that happens. I find that so interesting. Same. Last question, Jessie Stevens. This was one that was in the group this week and it just got so many responses and I loved it so much. What do you do for self-care, Mia? 
I go to Westfield um, and I know this has become a bit of a joke, but I actually do, or I should now go to the Qantas Shopping Awards store, but I go there because I don't have to talk to anyone. I go there on my own. I walk around and I listen to podcasts. There's a lot of possibility there. I mean, it doesn't have to be Westfield. It can be shops of any kind. And I don't even have to buy anything. I like the visual stimulation. I like being away from my house. Why can't you just go on a walk? Why does it have oh, to be Westfield? Like why couldn't it be a, a, a bush walk? A nature walk. Yeah. I don't really like being in nature. <laughs> <laughs> I've always felt so ashamed of this, but I've got a girlfriend who recently said the other day, confessed in a group chat that she hates the outdoors. And I'm like, wow. oh my God, you're not allowed to say that. I used to be that but person. thank you. <laughs> I used to be that person who hated the outdoors. Australia has changed. Be me a Friedman. What do you do for self-care, Jessie? You know what I wish I could do more is have a bath, but my apartment doesn't have a bath. And I think several times a week how much I would just like to have a bath. But otherwise, I just can't stop reading, especially now that it's cold. I get my hot water bottle and I lay in bed at like 7.30 and I read until like 11. And it's amazing. And I just think it almost feels guilty because it's just too good. Sometimes I watch Netflix if there's something good or the third thing for self-care is time spent with pet, any pet. It, It can be like you know, Luca's dogs or my dog, but just talking to them, patting them, kissing them, taking photos, etc. That's self-care. Uh, my favourite thing to do for self-care is to be alone. <laughs> 100% yes. alone. Yes. Um, my secret, uh, it, it ties with another topic that went mad in the Out Louders group, which is my secret food. Um, my favourite thing to do, and I'll do it this weekend and it'll be great self-care, Brent's going away, is I get a big plate of smoked salmon, which is one of my favourite foods, but no one else likes it in the family big plate of smoked salmon with capers and lemon a glass of wine sorry everybody I know that's you know a bit irresponsible and I watch whatever tv I want to watch or I read a book and I just eat my salmon Hang on, where are your carbs oh I'll have some carbs later but I'm alone that is yeah. that is the yeah. recharging that I need and it reconnects me to the person I used to be before I had so many responsibilities. You know what the other thing is that I do is I go and get a massage. That's the one because I don't really do manicures and pedicures and spas and all that kind of stuff. I'm not into that. But I could get a massage every day of the week. I love it. You don't touch your phone. You're in – it's like ultimate mindfulness because you're in your body and I can get really tense. That's where I hold a lot of my, like, anxiety or whatever. Uh, and it's – the best thing. That's why I hate in the it. World. I was I talking about that, that with my therapist, and I said, "Well, I, why don't I like facials and massages?" She goes, "Because then you're alone with who you are. Yeah, and you're I'm alone like, with your thoughts. That sounds horrendous. <laughs> I do also get um, manicures and pedicures because it makes me feel like I'm in control. Yes. There's something about having my nails done that makes me feel like I've got my shit together. Really? Yeah." Absolutely. True. That is the end of our Ask Me Anything uh, session. It was a bit like a therapy session, actually. It was a bit like one of Mia's therapy sessions. Um, Thank you so much for listening to Out Loud this week. If you've got any questions for another time that we want to do and Ask Me Anything, please jump in our Out Louders Facebook group or email us at outloud at mamamia.com.au. Mamma Mia Out Loud is produced by Eliza Ratliff and in this case, Elise Cooper. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. This episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud was brought to you by the Qantas Shopping Rewards Store.